Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, and today I am joined once again. It's been a while. Joined by Aram in Toronto. What up, Aram? It has been a while. It's been a few weeks. A lot of yeah. things happened in the last few weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How's the how's the weather out there, man? Is it cold? Uh, getting colder, but you know, we're just getting hunkered down for six months of winter. So <laughs> this is how it goes. Uh, but in these last uh, few weeks, the Warriors became contenders. I've been listening, <laughs> I've been reading a lot, and people, a lot of people are changing their minds. Uh, and hey, I think maybe I am too. <laughs> I mean, man, you you had the Warriors as a potential contender over the summer. We talked about this. I have you on uh, record. Yeah, you know, yeah, fringe, fringe. Yeah, it's been an impressive run since we last talked. Tonight, the Warriors beat. The Toronto Raptors, your <laughs> Toronto Not, Raptors. Just it's the city I live in. <laughs> the city I live in. It's not my hometown team. Yeah, you tolerate the Raptors and Raptors fans. But the Warriors beat the Raptors at home, and it was a good game. It was fun. It was fun to see them back in San Francisco in front of the home crowd. And yeah. surprisingly enough, Andrew Wiggins and Jordan Poole both played well like astonishingly well for them super high efficiency from jordan Poole. what was he like 10 of 13 and um he hit like eight threes or something something wild like that he was really good he has such wild swings sometimes you know it sometimes it just doesn't seem like he can throw it into the ocean uh and he's just taking wild shots and today you don't want to be that person who oh the results reflect on the process but you know he did seem a lot more under control and i it does seem like he's trying to play with more control. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, he had some, even though these were some long threes, uh, he had his feet set and he had a few nice drives. So yeah, it was a really nice game. And then, and then Wiggins kind of his, uh, it's not a revenge tour, but you know how he's played well against the wolves and the calves. And, you know, he's from this area actually like just, 10, 15 minutes away from from where I live. He went to high school. So it's nice to see this consistency from Wiggins. It's I I mean, this is definitely part of that kind of like, oh, maybe they are contenders, like true contenders, part of that matrix of that. Do people still talk about Andrew Wiggins around there? And do people, is he kind of at all a hometown hero, folk legend, the way Jason Kidd was a little bit for us back in the day, Gary Payton? And and I know a lot of people who are from here or grew up here. Nobody talks about Andrew Wiggins. Even if they're basketball fans? Uh, prompted, I did ask uh, somebody who went to that high school, who's a little bit younger than him. It's like, hey, Andrew Wiggins went to your high school. And they were like, and this is a basketball fan. They're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so so much for maple jordan <laughs> that's, the legend that's, of maple jordan i was impressed by wiggins even if his alma mater his high school alma mater is not <laughs> um i just think he's been aggressive and it's crazy because we've seen him be aggressive I and mean, we saw him last year be aggressive every now and then and then it'd go away but I actually would not underestimate the the idea that he's actually witnessing this Warriors culture and this Warriors winning and this Warriors team, obviously from the inside now. And he's like, oh, okay. Yeah, I can do this. 
You know, <laughs> I don't underestimate having Andre Godala back on the team and getting in his ear or any of these other guys and like all that stuff after the Wolves game with Steph saying he's going to, you know, text him photos of that dunk over cat, whether or not he actually does that. It just seems like he had a minor epiphany and coincidentally he's healthier than he was in the preseason yeah. and training camp and all that. So I'll take it, man. He was hitting a bunch of shots. Dude was six for eight from three. He's cut out a lot of those kind of really frustrating mid-range like pull-arounds. I mean, he had one over like Svi Mahailuk or uh, I'm not sure if that's how you say his name, but he had he had one of those like 20-footers. He's, he's, he's got to get, you know, a couple of those a game, but but he's really cut them out. And I think part of it is his exposure in the second unit, whereas last year, I think he felt, well, not only did he feel pressure, they literally needed him to be the guy for that second unit. They didn't, they had so little else. So I think, I think there's a little bit less pressure on him and yeah. there's just more depth. There's more options and it's just all around. He's getting more shots within the flow. I love the slashing that he's been doing on this run. I mean, and he's seeing the benefits of it too. It's his, his shooting percentage is probably going way up too. So uh, these are promising things. I mean, you know, I, I think a lot of the national media has kind of been warming up to this idea of the Warriors being um, much more of a, a title threat than than early in the season. And, you know, part of that was like, oh, they're, they're soft schedule, they're all playing at home. Um, but I think, I think, you know, part of this is seeing Wiggins play like this. You know, the other thing, too, is watching this game tonight, it, it felt like a, I don't know if this is blasphemous, but it, Felt like a dynasty era game in that, you know, Raptors tough team always plays them well, but you kind of felt like the Warriors were always going to pull it off. Mm -hmm. You know, it didn't feel totally threatened. And that was kind of like a weird feeling that we haven't had in a couple of years, you know? Yeah. It's weird because the last handful of times the Warriors have played the Raptors going back to the box in one 2019 finals. And then, Beginning of last season, too, I think we saw Nick Nurse throw the box in one, yeah. uh, which apparently Steve Kerr loves to use now. <laughs> they obviously focused on Steph, and it was like, oh, okay, this is great. Like People are actually scoring besides Steph when Steph is shooting two for 10 and one for six from three. There's actually other dudes who are hitting shots. Yeah. And I didn't know. You know. I'll probably say this for a while until they become really consistent. I don't know which Wiggins or Poole is going to show up every game, right? Oh, totally. totally. So it's yeah. like, oh, this is this is them in their best form. And, you know, I think the thing with Wiggins too, man, it's like he's playing with better players, with other dudes with better basketball IQ. And so he's getting better passes. And I appreciate the fact that he's actually playing with aggression and playing with force, which mm-hmm. he didn't do much last year. So, And I've noticed that after a couple of big shots here and there in the past week, he will do a fist pump, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. which, which is a, a big show of emotion from, uh, <laughs> from Andrew Wiggins. So like, uh, after he hit that buzzer beater before halftime against the nets, he did. And then tonight, yeah, and Katie's face, um, yeah. tonight he did that as, as well. So, you know, I appreciate it. And I agree with what you're saying about Jordan Poole. One thing it's like when he plays fast, because he's not the quickest dude, but sometimes he plays so fast that he loses control, and mm-hmm. that's his problem. And that affects his jumper and his three-point shot especially because 
I feel like he's off balance, man. He doesn't have to like take forever totally. to set up, but he would get the shot, as you said, in the flow. And he looked like he was stable or however you want to call it, you know, and those went in. I mean, I think we've all been watching those um, clay workout videos and, and I mean, clay has just such perfect form and balance and like Jordan Poole often does not have that, you know, and you love the confidence, but you know, yeah, it's like, uh, it's what, what is the John Wooden saying? Like, be quick, but don't, don't hurry. <laughs> right. So right. he's, he's, he's got to choose his spots a little bit. I'm curious. Uh, what did you think of, uh, oh, sorry. I just actually wanted to go back to this depth issue is that they, they definitely have better player because there was, there was one moment, I think it was getting, maybe it was around 10, you know, the Raptors had closed it to 10 or, or 11 or something in that fourth quarter. They had been doing the box in one. They were trying to break through it and they subbed out JTA and they brought in Otto Porter and Draymond swung it around, got Otto on the wing. He buried it. And it was just like that they even had an option to go to. It's like, okay, mm -hmm. let's get a shooter in. Let's get Otto Porter in. Let's get a guy who shoots forty five percent like that. Oh man, yeah. it's 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 so different than last year. And you, that that there's just tools, and they didn't even have they didn't have Andre, and they didn't have GP two. So man, it's it's nice to have tools to work with, you know? Yeah, yeah, and surprisingly, Chris Chioza, who <laughs> he every time I'm about to tweet something bad about him, uh, he hits a three. <laughs> I know. I know. He, I, I'm about to relegate him to like my Quinn Cook category, but he keeps uh, doing something on the court. But I just got to say about this game tonight, the starters were like, Draymond was plus 24, Wiggins plus 30, Looney plus 25, Steph plus 19, Poole plus 14. That is dynasty era plus minus. Well, and, and every time the starters were in, they built that lead. And and Looney was good. He had a few dunks. You get him on the roll, he will dunk. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? But if you get him like at a standstill. He needs still, a runway. He needs a runway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He needs to gather steam. Exactly. Because, <laughs> you know, like unless it's a big center, Looney is, he's got some heft to him. So you want to yeah. get some momentum going and then clear everybody out the way. But also, Otto Porter Jr. had a good game. Five for he nine did. from three. He did. So really like. Good. You know, last year this team doesn't hit these shots at all, right? Like Kelly Oubre Jr. is not even passing to anybody. He'll just jack up shots and miss them. Uh, you'll get Brad Wanamaker not hitting Andrew Wiggins in the proper way. And then uh, we had a couple Kaminga minutes, but he was, you know, okay, just kind of going through some growing pains. His minutes are going a little bit back to Juan Toscano Anderson, the guy that he, you know, replaced in the rotation for the past week. And, uh, you know, I, I appreciate JTA because. That guy's lunch pail, man. He's a blue-collar NBA basketball player and the uh, consummate professional. Yeah, love that guy. Actually, you can see the effect that he had. And, you know, like, it's it's nice that they're giving Kaminga some run in meaningful minutes, not just garbage time. And, you know, I, I think he was so good in the beginning of the road trip and, and has since been kind of like, eh, you know. And, and I wonder if that's partially... I'm sure they don't have much practice while they're on the road. Um, they have a few days off now. I don't think they play until Wednesday. So they'll probably get some nice practices in. So, you know, I, I think he's going to have a lot of ups and downs this season. And so it's nice to see them trying to integrate him, though. He does have a lot of things to offer, like like we've seen, like especially we saw in like the Nets game and, and some of these other pick and roll, Steph pick and rolls that, that, 
that we've seen these little glimpses of and we're all getting hyped for. But but JTA is that guy who, okay, when you really need it, he's gonna be there. And like, man, what a what a pro. And and I mean, this is actually something I wanted to talk to you about because I mean that that Cleveland game, he changed the game. Um, you know, it wasn't just him, but you know, some other reserves came in that game, but he hadn't played in a few games. He came in like at the end of the third. Like they looked pretty bad. Awful. And he he actually looked pretty bad uh in that third quarter too. And then and then that fourth quarter hit and he was like uh boxing Ed Davis out, he's grabbing boards, he's like moving the ball, and he played that whole quarter and he was great. And and actually I listened to him, uh Tim Roy and Jim Barnett interviewed him after the game mm-hmm. and they were just praising him, right and rightfully so. And he's like, Hey man, this is this is uh you know, it's hard not to play sometimes but this is this is my job and I'm a pro right and I it's my job to be ready and to do whatever the team needs and so uh man I love that guy and <laughs> to have that to have that kind of player who when you need it you know he's going to give you something right because right. you know especially late dynasty uh you know 2019 finals which we've talked about Kerr looked at the bench and it's like who's going to give me something there's nobody, right? Yeah. Uh, to have a whole bench of dudes who are professional will give you something. It, you know, they're role players. They won't give you the whole bag, but you know you can get energy from JTA and rebounding. You're going to get some defense from GP2. You're going to get some smarts from Damian Lee, you know? Mm-hmm. It's nice. It's Again, it's nice to have those tools. JTA and D. Lee, those are guys that we've been talking about. Uh, in the sense that they're the ones that got a lot of playing time last year that they normally wouldn't have had on a good team. And they can just fall back into these roles. And Steve Kerr knows that they're dependable because they're also in their prime. They're mature, grown-ass men who are like 28, 27 or something. Yeah. So they know who they are, what the team needs them to do. Again, I hate to keep going back to Kelly Oubre, but it's like that was a 25-year-old dude who thought he was an all-star player and didn't play like it, but tried to. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He wouldn't take the role. He wouldn't take sixth man. He wouldn't be a willing passer in the way that this offense needed him to be. JTA and D. Lee, they're classic, perfect role players, you know, plug and play. You need me? You need something? This isn't happening? You put those guys in. And one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about these guys being pros is, um, you know, not this Raptors game, but the Detroit game where there were, you know, a whole bunch of people sitting out and these guys were literally plug and play. They played, you know, they played a lot more minutes than they usually do and they won the game. They pulled it off and, and that was that that was nice to see i mean uh i literally didn't see it i was also load managing uh i had to work that (laughs) night so uh (laughs) so it was nice to look at the box score and see that they pulled it off but uh and i also have to say too and um i'm not just trying to uh you know compliment the host of this podcast but uh, uh but compliments to you for being a pro and and watching that game and doing a recap for us. <laughs> well, thanks for listening. Yeah. <laughs> oh.
The NHL season is underway and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. Doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper or a deft deflection, however they light the lamp, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. Basketball, football, UFC, you name it. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TBPN, throw down $1 on any NHL game, and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit, and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're listening to the Oakland Warriors podcast. Do you know Oakland Warriors is a website too? OaklandWarriors.com offers a collection of Warriors t-shirts that are comfy, classy, and cool. Fit for a real Warriors fan like you. Forget basic tees and boring designs. With Oakland Warriors, you can show your team pride with those in the know. I have a shirt from OaklandWarriors.com. It's comfy and soft, and it reps the dubs in a low-key but fun way. Don't believe me? Check out OaklandWarriors.com and use the code PODCAST at checkout for a 10% discount. Um, but one thing I was thinking about that Detroit game, well, that Cleveland and Detroit game, because, um, you know, uh, since I'm in Toronto, uh, both Detroit and Cleveland are about five hours away. And, you know, they frequently have those games on their on, on the same kind of road, tip, road trip itinerary. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, it's about five hours away by driving. And so I've always thought like, oh, I should take a road trip down there someday it would have stunk to have gone to that detroit game and not see uh steph or draymond or andre or or anybody but but i i was i was wondering have have you ever done like a road trip or seen seen the warriors in a in a in a road arena never i've only seen them at the oakland coliseum before really? it was even called oracle i think so i never saw them. so not even in not even down in southern california no, no, no. I like the home viewing experience and running out to Staples Center or Crypto.com Center, yeah, whatever it's called, uh, is is not something that I'm super, super eager to do. I've been there once. I'm I'm good. I'm good. I, you know, if somebody ever was like, yo, man, I got like really good seats, uh, floor seats or like a luxury box or whatever, a corporate box, whatever they call those things. I'd be like, yeah, I'm down. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, because I remember going back to the Oakland Coliseum after the Warriors were in San Jose and after they remodeled it and our seats were way up all of a sudden in the nosebleeds. And it was when they turned it into a great timeout and this basketball viewing experience just became like a, a Chuck E. Cheese. And I was like, this sucks because there was literally like a bunch of like eight-year-old kids in front of us having a birthday and i was like <laughs> this this is uh not not uh what i came for and then i couldn't even see the players that well i had to look at the new video board to watch the game and i was like why why am i doing this <laughs> you know so i i have not made those trips down to like detroit or cleveland 
I, I still think I should, but I mean, I'm, of course I've been to the, the Warriors games here and uh, for a while, my, my friend would, um, would take me to every Warriors because they only come here once a year. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so he would take me every year and this was before the Warriors dynasty, but, but uh, you know, they still had splash brothers. Um, so it was, it was I, probably leading up to that first title run. And um, uh, it was, it was fun. I, you know, I, I keep it low key. I wear my warrior shirt or something like that. And uh, yeah, the mo- you know, I don't, I'm not like screaming or, or taunting uh, other Raptors fans, but uh, I did get a napkin thrown at me once. So <laughs> like a know. used napkin. <laughs> I think so. They were, <laughs> they were, they were pretty frustrated with the, uh, with the Warriors. I think, so I think it was pre KD actually. So, so they, they may have, um, it may have been 2015 seasons, probably the last time I was, uh, because after that, my friend was like, uh, you know, uh, you know, sorry, I had to sell those tickets because they're like, yeah. <laughs> like super expensive and people wanted to see them. So, but if you ever go to those Detroit or Cleveland games, you know, remember, check out long it's been since Steph sat, see how his, uh, his health is. And are they on a back-to-back? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Are they on a back-to-back? And also, like, you might have to wait until either of those teams is better. You know what I mean? Maybe next year. Maybe if it's a game that Steph feels like he needs to play or Steve Kerr feels like he needs Steph to win the game, then he'll probably play. But yeah. until those teams are, are good, then – I mean, that's the thing, right? When the Cavs were in the finals, it's like, oh, they were too good, <laughs> you know, yeah. to get yeah. that ticket. But – you know, you need a team that's like once they get as good as like maybe Memphis or something, then uh, then maybe you should uh, you know hightail it over there. You, you know, it's it's making me think. Actually, I, I I should probably have a little bit more urgency about this because I want to see Steph, Clay, and Draymond play. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I it's not like don't don't wait five years from now to do this. So I, I know we were came on here talking about the Raptors game, but but we had some pretty nice news to start uh, before the game today. And it was actually a little bit muddled because uh, they, they announced like, oh, Clay Thompson has been cleared for full full practicing. And then and then Kerr before the game was like, well, you know, not really. Um, <laughs> but uh, so, I mean, I mean, one, one thing that I thought was funny, but I mean, you know, I think we're all super hyped for that and just can't wait for him to uh, come back. I mean, one of the things... I don't know about you, but you know, I, I'm I'm just the the uh, I always think of the worst case scenario. Uh, I see, oh, Clay's been cleared for practice. Okay, don't go too hard. Uh, don't get hurt. <laughs> you know what I mean? What did yeah. you think when you saw that? Yeah, I mean, we're the same way. We've talked about this as long as we've been friends, and that Warriors pessimism built into us. It's like, oh. Clay's coming back. Wait, why? Why? We're fifteen and two. Let's <laughs> yeah. let's uh, just slow down. Slow, yeah, down. slow play that thing. You know, like when they first said, "Oh, maybe Christmas." A few months ago, I was like, "Why? Why, man?" Because because an Achilles, give it as much time as you need. You need at least totally. a year. And November eighteenth was the one year anniversary of his torn Achilles. Oof. So let's be sure. I don't want him to hit the floor against the Phoenix Suns on Christmas. And then, like, hurt himself again. You know, that's the last totally. thing yeah. I would ever want. Hopefully, they're you know being smart about it, and I'm and I'm I'm sure they are. I'll give that to them. 
And Steve Kerr definitely wants to be smart. That's why he's like, yo, who's who, Raymond Ritter? Who put this press yeah. release out? <laughs> you know, what's the deal with this? I'm stoked about Clay Thompson. I, yeah, I like, I don't know. Like the buildup is going to be really interesting. And I hope Steve Kerr is figuring out changing the rotation, moving Jordan Poole to sixth man or whatever, moving Damian Lee further down, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And then, figure out where to give clay his own rest days, how to manage his minutes and all that jazz. Yeah. Because that's going to be a big part of it, right? Like the depth of this team is super important in the sense that like, of course you want every team to, to have great depth, but I mean, I don't care if we see Andre Godala play for another month because put that dude on ice, man. <laughs> we yeah. want save it. Save it. Yeah. Like they'll definitely play this, this coming uh week and a half or so when they play like the Clippers, the Sixers, the Suns a couple times, but you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, save it because when it really matters is towards the end of the season when you're positioning for the playoffs and then obviously in the playoffs. So, so as long as he's good, I'm good. You know, yeah. same with clay, same with clay. And even same with Wiseman. I mean, the fact that uh, clay's playing five on five before Wiseman, I'm like, okay, they're, they're definitely slow playing it with Wiseman. And I'm, I'm good with that. I'm good yeah. with that, man. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see this next stretch is has some pretty, pretty decent teams and they play Phoenix like a back to back. So it's going to be interesting to see how they get through it. But, but it's definitely even, even though these are tougher teams than, you know, that first run that they had at home, it's still like, yeah, they could beat those teams, you know, yeah. like they could lose, but they could beat those teams, man. I mean, the depth and the shooting, makes a huge difference. There's so many guys that, I mean, you see it in the defenses. It's like, it's like the, oh no, like we got to go get, get out to that guy, right? Mm-hmm. Like we didn't have any of those guys last year. Yeah, the teams that I've circled in general that I want to see the Warriors play against as quote unquote tests are the Suns and the yeah. Jazz. Yeah. And obviously because the Jazz, they're cohesive. They have a variety of different type of veteran players and they have a system and they have Rudy Gobert. Like, I'm, I'm curious. There's a lot of things going for them, mm-hmm. especially in the regular season. And then the Suns, we'll see. We'll see how good they really are. That's, that's actually my question. Does that finals run, are they really that good? Or once they run into hopefully like the Warriors playoff experience and championship DNA, all that stuff, how will that look? How will, that, how will they compete? Because the Warriors have played Chris Paul many times. You know, mm-hmm. but it's really about how the younger guys is Devin Booker improved, is Aiton improved, is Bridges improved, like that whole thing. That's kind of the barometer for me, right? We've seen the Nets, we've seen the Bulls, uh, and we're like, okay, you know, but yeah. when is this really real? You know, what I mean? yeah. <laughs> like that, that Warriors pessimism, old school Warriors fan pessimism, when is it really real? And I was like, I thought it was real for me after the Nets, and I still think it's real. But like, let me let me see. Yeah, I'm not uh, totally sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let's get a real pass through the league. And uh, to me, it's more about the Jazz and the Suns than even the the Bucks. To be honest, you know. So, but it's 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 been a great start. So, uh, I'm mean, 15 yeah. and two, man. I mean, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Right. Like, I feel like the NBA schedule makers gifted the Warriors this schedule because they were like, okay, 
attendance is down. We're having like some viewership issues. Uh, let's make the Warriors as good as they can be, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, like let's give Steph like a a, a cozy home stand against the lesser teams. And uh, now they're fifteen and two. You know, and everyone's talking about the old dynasty championship run and team, and, and and I'm happy about that. But I'm like, hey, Adam Silver, thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. What did you think of the Raptors and uh, Scotty Barnes? How the the team? What did what did you think of them? Oh, I, I think the Raptors are they have they have talent, man. They they they'll be good again. Siakam looks, you know, like Siakam pretty much. Barnes he didn't shoot well, three for eleven. But he had 13 boards, you know, I mean, minus 18, but hey, he's a rookie starting. And mm-hmm. if the Raptors are eight and 10, they have pieces. They just need some experience because they have a lot of young guys too, right? So yeah, yeah. Um, I like, I like Precious, you know, yeah. that, guy's, that guy's awesome. Yeah. Just looking at their bench, they have young dudes who can be very solid role players moving forward. And I, I like Gary Trent Jr. I thought that was like a steal. In mm-hmm. terms of getting off of uh, Norman Powell, I mean Powell can score, but but I'll take Gary Trent Jr. I think they're such an interesting team, you know. Like, I, and Raptors fans are pretty excited. They're excited for Scotty Barnes, um, as they should be. Yeah, and they've really embraced him, and um, I, it, it's an exciting team. I think that they probably need to try to find. Uh, a star i don't know that oh definitely any yeah. of these dudes will be a star and and i feel like i mean their front line is super long and athletic um and it gave our second unit trouble because these dudes are long you got boucher you had uh achua you had siakas it's just arms everywhere you know yeah. long arms everywhere athletic too but uh yeah i don't know what kind of like high-end talent they would be able to to get but I, yeah. I kind of feel, and well, and Anunobi didn't play tonight too, but I, I kind of feel like they need to make a decision on Siakam. And I don't know that he fits, to be honest. And, and I think he's working his way back into the, the rotation because he was, you know, he started the season a little bit later. But I don't know. I don't, I, I, I feel like he is, uh, like, you have Barnes, like, can they play together? I'm not sure, you know? Looking at their roster, they definitely, I mean, to take that next step besides getting more experience with the young guys, they would totally need like a star because it's not Van Fleet. It's not Siakam, despite what some Toronto fans believe. And I don't think it's Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes is going to be a high level glue guy. Yeah, maybe an all star down the road, but he's not going to be the guy that like leads your team to the Eastern Conference finals or the finals in general. But I, I agree. I think they should move off Siakam just because of overlap. Yeah. And once he works his way into shape and that trade deadline comes, I mean, it'll be hard depending on what the Raptors record is. Cause if they're hovering around 500 or if they're fighting for like a low playoff seed, then it might be hard to move on from them, but they could totally trade them for, for some good young pieces or assets and, you know, dudes that would fit better around yeah. Barnes and Anobi, Precious, and stuff like that. So yeah. I, I think they, they're they in a good spot. And I've said this before, too. I think a lot of NBA teams are, quote-unquote, in a good spot, right? Largely yeah. because the last couple of drafts have produced some decent players, and there's at least assets out there. 
the god awful teams like the Pistons, the Magic, the Rockets, they all have talent, you know, yeah. that just needs they, to mature. So Yeah, they all have players who are like, oh, I'm interested to see what happens to this guy. Yeah. 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 Did you see that guy uh at the Kings game? Vomit? <laughs> I, I mean I the coincidence of, of him vomiting and then it going around that people started calling him Puke Walton and then Luke Walton actually getting fired within, I mean, less than 24 hours. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't realize the confluence of events. Um, I did see. And then Alvin Gentry is now the interim yeah, coach. Well, Hey, uh, Godspeed Alvin Gentry. <laughs> um, they got, I, I didn't, I didn't, I saw some of the puke pictures, uh, and I did, <laughs> but I didn't, I there was a video too. I was like, no, I don't want to watch this. But, uh, uh, but man, they, they have some pieces, whether to trade or pull together somehow. Um, I always thought Luke was probably, uh, he, he got, he got way more of a warrior's bump than he probably deserved. Yeah. Um, and I think that's borne out. I mean, it, it usually takes coaches a few stops before they, you know, really find their, their footing. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, the results have not been good for him. Yeah. And with Luke, it was like, would another team have hired him so quickly if it weren't for the Lakers so desperate to, you know, bring like one of their own back, you know, from, from his success with the Warriors. You know what I'm saying? Like if, if Curves back didn't get, if his spinal fluid core <laughs> sack didn't get nicked by that doctor, would he have um, been in any position? Would he still be sitting next to Steve Kerr at this point? I mean, he probably would have moved on by now. I mean, you know, sports, you know, they're always trying to look for the new, new hot thing, right? So, um, I mean, I feel like you see that a little bit less in basketball as opposed yeah. to baseball, but. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's definitely it was definitely a product of that. I think. All right. Well, thanks uh, for coming on, Aram, in Toronto. Oh, thanks for having me. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick Epino, E-P-I-N-O, or at Oakland Warriors. Hit up Aram at Aram Collier. Check us out at OaklandWarriors.com and be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society and is a part of the Basketball Podcast Network. And if you're so inclined, please leave the show a five-star rating and say kind stuff about us in a review. All right. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time.